What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. What's up, what's up, what's up? So in this episode of Sides of Boxing, I'm going to get into a few important fights that happened this past weekend, which included Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz too, as well as Calvin Smith versus John Ryder, and a couple notable mentions, which included Leo Santa Cruz as well as Anthony Fowler. So let's get straight into it. To start things off, I want to get into the notable mentions, which are just some boxers who did very good this past weekend that you may not know of. But they are definitely rising to the top. One of them was Anthony Fowler. He did a very good job in his fight. He fought against Harry Scroff, who was undefeated as well. Anthony Fowler improved his record now to 11-1 with 8 KOs because he won a unanimous decision. And this is in the junior middleweight division. And he fought Harry Scroff, who now he was undefeated when he fought him. But now he's 8-1. So that's that was a good fight that I would say. Anthony Fowler is a pretty good fighter. He's definitely older, so he has to keep winning and get bigger and better fights. And the next fight I wanted to talk about was Leo Santa Cruz versus Miguel Flores. So this was for the WBA Super Featherweight title. And this was a big deal because this fight meant that Leo Santa Cruz was going to be a four-time world champion. And that's a big deal. So now he improved his record to 37-1-1. And and he did have a virus going into this fight. And he still ended up pushing through and getting the win against Miguel Flores. So definitely want to point him out because now he's in that 130-pound division. And he is up there with Tevin Farmer, Jamal Heron. He could fight uh, Gary Russell. So he has a lot of fights that he can get at this point in his career. So looking forward to that because he's only 31 years old. So that's all I got to say about that. So now let's get into the big fights of the weekend. The first one I want to talk about is the Callum Smith versus John Ryder. Callum Smith came into this fight with 26 wins 19 KOs in this campaign, so he was undefeated. And he went against John Ryder, who's 28 wins, four losses, and 16 KOs. And this was for the super middleweight division, which is the 168 pound division. And this was a 12 round fight. And this was for Callum Smith's WBA super middleweight title. So this was a world title that was on the line. Callum Smith was trying to defend it for the second time, and this was a huge deal. So when this fight started, John Ryder did a very good thing, good job in which he didn't allow he didn't allow Callum Smith to ever get, really get too comfortable because John Ryder is a very short fighter compared to Callum Smith. Callum Smith is a very tall fighter for the super middleweight division. He's listed at six three. He's listed at six three, and John Ryder is I want to say listed at five nine. So. That's a huge, 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 like, disparity when it comes to height. But it didn't stop John Ryder from pushing forward. It didn't stop John Ryder from, from doing what he needed to do. And in this fight, it was a very 
entertaining fight because John Ryder was bringing it to Callum Smith and he was putting him against the ropes. He was throwing the lights, little combinations. He was dodging punches. John Ryder was doing a lot of great things. And I gave John Ryder eight rounds to four, which is a shocker because I clearly saw them as, as wins for John Ryder. But when the scorecards came out, they gave it to a unanimous decision to Calvin Smith. This improves Calvin Smith's record to 27-0 with 19 KOs still, and John Ryder's record to 28 wins and 5 losses with 16 KOs. And it's very unfortunate, but that's how the judges scored it, which was absolutely horrendous because it was a robbery, a clear robbery, and they still allowed Calvin Smith to get away with it. So... It is what it is with that situation. John Ryder is is ordering the WBA to demand a rematch because he clearly won that fight. But they're not they they may or may not give it to him. But definitely John Ryder deserves uh, another shot at the, at that title. And if he doesn't get it, then obviously Callum Smith is going to fight somebody for a belt or a big name. Maybe he fight Billy Joe Saunders or somebody Canelo because he looks he looked very vulnerable in this fight against John Ryder. So I know a lot of boxers are going to try to take that belt from him because he don't in a sense they, they feel like he don't he's not the best one out of that that bunch that holds a title. He's probably the weakest one after that performance who has a belt in the super middleweight division. So John Ryder, congrats to you man. Even though you got a loss, you still are the the, the guy that that won this fight and I, I definitely will see you back in a uh, in a, in a title shot. Hopefully, you can get the rematch against Callum Smith. But if not, I know you'll find your way back up to the top from that performance because you know how to box and you know how to get inside and you know how to put pressure on taller fighters, which will always do you good when you in the super middleweight or middleweight division. So now let's get into the biggest fight of the weekend, which was the Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz two fight. Deontay Wilder came into this fight with 41 wins, zero losses, and one draw with 40 KOs. Did y'all hear me? 40 KOs. And he fought Luis Ortiz, who had 31 wins, only one loss, which was to Deontay Wilder, and 26 KOs. And this was a rematch for the heavyweight division, 12 round, and it was for the WBC heavyweight title. That Deontay Wilder holds, and he was making his tenth defense of that title. Ten, y'all. So he been he been having his belt for ten fights, which is it's just remarkable uh, in itself, as well as the KOs. So this is this was a second fight for them, and the way that this fight started, it started exactly like how I pictured it in my mind, as well as I feel like a lot of people who know about that knows about boxing. So Deontay Wilder came out looking very slow in the sense of he wasn't like coming out here, like looking for a straight KO. He kind of was just trying to sense the ring, throwing a little jab, showing a little different looks. And Luis Ortiz came into the fight very, very, very focused. And he came in with good strategy because he's a southpaw. So he was coming in, throwing nice shots with his left hand, left hooks, um, throwing nice jabs with the right hand. He was doing a very good job. And pretty much that's how I went from rounds one to, I want to say, round six. 
And even round seven, Luis Ortiz was taking over the fight. And he was winning almost every single round with just good movement. He was slightly hurting Wilder, not that much. Don't like not like to the point where he was really like buzzed. But he was hitting him with some good shots. And Luis Ortiz was he looked like he was in better shape this fight. He obviously did his research on Wilder and what he did wrong in the first fight. In this fight he came into it very confident. Like he knew what he was doing. He was throwing great feints. He was fainting. He was throwing uh, great left hooks. And he, he was definitely the guy that was landing the better punches throughout the first seven rounds, especially. So the first six to seven rounds. And then when round seven came, Luis Ortiz was turning up. Like, he did a very good job. And mind you, when you think about it, if if somebody's winning, in a sense, six rounds or at least at least five rounds to six rounds, that means that the, the person who lost and then going into, like, the seventh round – if you going into the seventh round, if you lost like five rounds out of the six, then that means that you really have to do something miraculous to come back because the scorecards are not in your favor, which means you got to win the rest of those rounds in order to even just make it a draw or to win the fight. And so, uh, and get a knockdown. And so, in this case, everybody was thinking like it's going to happen soon because Deontay Wilder. Doesn't look great, but he knows how to knock somebody out. And guess what happened in the seventh round? Luis Ortiz did a great job. He was really uh, doing a great job uh, in the second, seventh round, throwing nice combinations, moving around, not letting Wilder catch him with good shots. And then eventually, towards the end of that that round, in round seven, Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz just got caught with a, with a straight shot, a left-right, and bam. He was down, and he didn't get back up. And he, he got up at, like, when the, when the ref was counting 10, he was getting up, but it was too late after that. And it was just one punch, literally one punch, and it put him away that quick. And that was the end of the fight. Deontay was losing all of the seven rounds and most of the seventh round and all of six, one through six. But he managed to knock out Luis Ortiz. And one thing that I knew that Deontay Wilder said is that he said, People got to be perfect for 12 rounds against me, but I got to be perfect for only two seconds. And that's a real valid statement coming from him because fighters do have to be perfect for 12 rounds in order to get through Deontay Wilder because if you don't, you're going to get knocked out. So Deontay improved his record to 42 wins now, zero losses and one draw with 41 KOs. I mean... That's ridiculous. His only not KO was against Tyson Fury, but he knocked him down twice, so it didn't even it, it wasn't a KO essentially, but still. And yeah, he he improved that that record. So yeah, Deontay, look, he didn't look great in this fight. Like he doesn't like he didn't look in great in a Tyson Fury fight or uh but at the end of the day, you can't avoid his punching power. It's world class, it's is it's history books type of power. And if you can't, if you cannot be great for 12 rounds or get him out of there because he got a good chin, then you're, you're not winning that fight. And he's going to continue to keep winning. He got Tyson Fury. The, the, the fight is announced in February of 2020. So definitely ready and excited for that rematch. Hopefully Deontay can give us an entertaining fight and Tyson Fury so they can both, one of them, advance to the elite, elite of elite status and being so we can uh, of being the top heavyweight champion, so we can only have one big champion. 
So one face to the to the division. So yeah, man, that was great. That was great. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. The next fight is with Oscar Valdez is fighting. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to continue to give out great content. I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving and God bless.